Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, volume 12, issue 594. Today, we're talking about Outrun 2. Joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue, it's Chris Worthington. Hello. And Mikhail Croder. Checkpoint. Nice. And <laughs> Outrun 2 is an arcade racing game and the sequel to Outrun, which we covered longer ago than I thought. It was issue 237. It was on its uh, around its 30th anniversary of the original mm. game back in 2016 mm. with myself and Ryan, uh, who hadn't played the game until we covered it on the show. Wow. Uh, as a young a young chap and uh, and Dan Clark, of course. We talked about the original Outrun as well as conversions and sequels and spin-offs and so forth. But we didn't really, we may have touched upon it briefly, but we, we decided to keep this one separate because it was such an event in its own right and such a distinct follow-up. This wasn't a level set or anything. This was some time later uh, as we were here. It was made by Sega AM2 again, as was the original. Many of the team worked on uh, other games with Yu Suzuki, who uh, oversaw the project. We had the likes of uh, Makoto Osaki, who'd worked on uh, Shenmue in particular, but also Daytona USA and Virtua Fighter Kids and Virtua Fighter 5. Later, uh, we had Daichi Katagiri, who'd worked on also Virtua Fighter 3s and uh, 3TB. Fighters Megamix, which we covered not so long ago, Virtua Fighter series, lots of high-profile AM2 stuff, Shin Ishikawa, Shenmue and Shenmue 2, most notably, and Yasuo Kawagoshi, again, Daytona, Virtua Fighter 2, Fighting Vipers 2, OutTrigger, all that stuff. So it was, uh, yeah, AM2's A-Team, should we say, worked on this. We're also going to be talking about Sumo Digital, Sheffield's own from the UK, who handled the home conversions, which we'll be talking about later. I think we've got at least one listener from Sumo. Uh, so hello. And uh, I probably should have invited somebody on here from Sumo, ideally, but <laughs> I, I'm afraid I've failed you in that regard. However, if anyone from Sumo is listening uh, and you would like to do an interview about and can do an interview about your time working on the Outrun 2 games, uh, that would be amazing. So please hit us up on uh, on X via DM. Obviously, Sega published uh, its own arcade cabinets, machines, units. And uh, I don't know about the... I guess Sega published the, the follow-ups, but I think the original Outrun 2 was published at least in some territories by Microsoft themselves on the, on the oh. Xbox. Yeah. It was produced originally for the Sega Chihiro board, but the follow-ups were produced for the Lindbergh board from SP onwards. I think. Yeah. I only learned about that last week. I thought they were all on Chihiro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, despite, yeah, there not being kind of a major technical difference between the first game and the yeah. SP. Yeah. Lindbergh was quite a bit more powerful. Uh, yeah. Afterburner Climax was uh, yes. running on that as well. Of which there is also a nice Xbox 360 version. Yep. No longer available, of course. That's for another time. We haven't done the Afterburner series yet. Uh, so the original Outrun 2 machine was released to the arcades in December 2003. So 20 years ago, pretty much. Hence us covering it now. 
The Xbox version arrived in October 2004, but in Japan it was January 2005. Reviews at the time were kind, if not spectacular, for the most part, averaging a 79 across Metacritic. And the user reviews have a Moby score of 8 out of 10. Our histories, though.、Uh, Mikhail, when did you、uh, get on board the Ferrari? Brain, um, I think、uh, I saw some at some point some o u t r u n to SP gaps linked up in some、mm. uh, southern European uh,、um, yeah, village or town. Uh, but uh, I think I don't know if it was around the same time or maybe a little bit later.、Um, about 2010, I started.、Uh, Getting more serious with collecting games that I had missed out on. And then I looked at the、uh, Xbox 360 and、uh, its backwards compatibility. And I was thinking,、oh, I should get some,、uh, some original Xbox games that I've already, always wanted to play because、uh, it had a.、Uh, yeah, not, not, not all the games on there were、uh, backwards compatible. A lot of them weren't, in fact.、Yep. But Outrun、so、2 and、uh, Ninja Gaiden Black were two very high profile titles that were. So, those were the exact two first original X games that I,、uh, Xbox games that I bought. <laughs> X games. <laughs> we're bringing X in this, into this again.、Uh, that I bought、uh, before I actually got an original Xbox.、Oh, and、uh, Ninja Gaiden Black ran wonderfully on the、uh, 360.、Uh, the、mm-hmm. only thing. That was different from, the,、uh, from running it on the original hardware, was that you had very long initial load times, but after, afterwards there was no issue.、Mm. Uh, Outrun 2, I、uh, enjoyed playing it quite a bit, but、uh, the frame rate started to go a little bit haywire once you started hitting high speeds in the game. And that was, not issue, in the, that, was,、uh, yeah. Yeah, that was not in the original,、nope. uh, on the original hardware, but on、nope. the 360,、yeah. which of course wasn't technically backwards compatible, but.、No. They, you, when you popped in an original Xbox game that was supported, it downloaded a little emulator file、right. for it. Yeah. yeah. So it was like game by game, case by case, they were、yeah. made backwards compatible with the emulation with, software. Yeah. With, the,、uh, with the, the, the way they treated them in future. But unfortunately,、yeah. by that p- point, the Outrun was not going to be part of the program because、uh, it was,、uh, you know, the licensing started to become an issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So,、uh, yeah, I did play it and enjoy it quite a bit. And then when I finally got uh, my uh, original Xbox,、um, I, this was one of the first games that I immediately threw in there to test it because, of course, I had been playing it on the 360. Yeah. And yeah, it was、uh, just glorious, super smooth. And it,、mm. it looked nice on the, on the 360 on a HDTV with、uh, you know, upscaled visuals and everything. But yeah, I mean, that immediacy, that、uh, very quick response time, and uh, those uh, yeah, nice visuals on uh, CRT uh, was, was, really, was really cool. And、uh, it, it immediately felt really joyous to play.、Um, and throughout the years, I've mainly played the arcade mode of it. Which doesn't let you unlock a lot of stuff, actually. No. no. <laughs> Only like. Uh, more recently, in more recent times, I started figuring out oh, you need to actually play the mission mode and the challenge mode to unlock the extra cars and all the、yeah. extra stuff that's in the game.、Uh, so that's what I've been doing. And also, funnily enough,、um, for some reason, it, it wasn't even that 
we were going to cover Adrun 2 this year on Kane and Rins, but for some reason, I wanted to get a copy uh, on the original Xbox of uh, 2006 Coast to Coast, uh, because that game starts you know, getting more, more and more expensive as time yeah. goes on. So I thought, like, better get it now before it becomes, uh, yeah, it, it becomes, it comes to a point where I no longer want to pay that amount of money for yeah. it. So I, I grabbed that and I have been playing quite a bit of that as well. Lovely. Chris, how about yourself? So in in some ways, pretty brief. So when I was, and this, I've got a shared history with the original Outrun, really. So when I was growing up in the in the eighties and the early nineties, Outrun always had a massive air of mystique for me mm. because I didn't have any of the consoles. My first console was a PlayStation, yeah. so I was completely a, a home computer boy. And listeners won't need me to tell them that the home computer ports of the original mm-hmm. of Outrun and its official and unofficial sequels mm-hmm. are not brilliant. Not. Not so disappointing. Um, <laughs> just a bit. I mean, some of them are all right, but mostly they are, they're pretty disappointing. So I was looking at screenshots, gazing at screenshots, and I've had this conversation with you guys before on, on, on the podcast. I didn't really, I didn't live that close to, to any arcades, so I didn't get to spend that much time in arcades growing up. So I was always gazing at the covers of the multi-formats, looking at the amazing Master System version of OutRun and thinking... Oh, that just looks amazing. I really want to play that game. And that really went on throughout. It's gone on through my whole life, really. I've always, Outrun has always held this air of mystery and mystique. I mean, just the whole, the whole way it looks is just so appealing. And, and the few times that I have stumbled across a machine in the wild, I've kind of sat down, I've put my money in it. And the original Outrun is really difficult, right? <laughs> so I've tended to last not very long at all, maybe mm. got to the second stage and I've been kicked off the machine. Mm. So Outrun 2 is, I had an original, original Xbox. I got one shortly after launch, but I never got Outrun 2 or Coast to Coast back in the day. When the, when I was looking at the long list of Kane and Rince games and saw that it was on there, I thought, well, I would like to try that. So I stuck myself down as an amber, hence while I'm here. But coincidentally, it was also featured in the Retro Asylum Game Club earlier this year, and that's uh-huh. when I really got my teeth into it. So that was the original Outrun 2, and I picked it up for the original Xbox, got it out the loft, hooked it up. I love the I loved the way... I think graphics of the original Xbox hold up really, really well. We had this com- conversation when we were talking about um, Crimson Skies as well. Mm. I, I, I think those graphics, and I've, I've played a lot of the PS2 recently as well, but... There is something about the colours and the vibrancy of the original Xbox as compared to its 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 contemporaries that I just it really appeals to me. So I I enjoy playing Outrun Two, and I played it quite a bit earlier this year, and I enjoyed it so much that I went and spent more money than I've ever spent on any video game ever 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 on wow. Outrun Two Coast to Coast for the yeah. original Xbox. I mean, oh, it wasn't it, it wasn't. Didn't. It wasn't a huge amount of money, but it was more money than than I've ever spent. Yeah, on I've looked on game. eBay. Uh, recently and you're looking at depends on quality and and stuff obviously factory sealed is a whole other oh yeah matter, but a, a, a pre-owned <laughs> copy can be 100 150 quid something like that. yeah so it's around i think i got it for slightly slightly south of 100 quid yeah yeah um which again it, as i said if, for some collectors out there they'll think that's nothing but for me that was a, that was a lot of money to spend yeah. but it, it's a testament really yeah. to how much i enjoyed the original outrun too and and how much I wanted to play because I know there are cheaper ports for the PS2. I also have 
Outland 2 Coast to Coast for the 2006 Coast to Coast for the PSP. Yeah. But I just really wanted to play it on the Xbox. Yeah, so yeah. I, that is I the, the Apex yeah. version. Unless you include the PC version. Well, true. Which, 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 which can involve a bit of hassle. But if you apparently, if you, if you jump through the hoops, you, you potentially have the, the kind of the, the pinnacle there. But for, for most purposes, yeah, the Xbox is the one to go for, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've loved it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll unpack yeah. it. But yeah, that's how I played it. This is something that uh, uh, Jay can probably cut out, but also a good tip to if you want to go for those things. I also managed to get it under 100 euros, that is. Uh, sometimes just don't go for the English packaging. Those are always the most expensive. Yeah. If you oh, get like cool. an Italian uh, box uh, print yeah. and an Italian manual or something mm-hmm. like that, who cares, right? Like You, yeah. you still have the, just a regular game with English yeah. language support on there. Yeah, yeah. that's a good tip. It is a good tip. Leave it in, Jay, for goodness sake. <laughs> People hate this tip. Yeah. yeah, so my history with OutRun, well, you can go back and listen to the OutRun 1 show. But suffice to say, I loved that game in the arcades back in the 80s. Uh, I wasn't particularly good at it, but I played it quite a lot for a for an arcade driving game. Bought it again on the Sega Saturn, uh, the Sega Ages series, which was a, a fine, fine conversion, and played that a ton in the mid-90s. And then I guess, yeah, there was a... Although I would, still would have been playing it on and off by the time the Xbox version of Outrun Two came around, um, I yeah, I, uh, I hadn't played the arcade machine as as far as I can recall. I don't remember seeing a vanilla Outrun Two arcade machine. I'm pretty sure I saw an SP machine in Japan in 2006, but uh, beyond that, I think the arcades were already on their way out. Mm. But obviously, not we even all... in Brighton. No, not even in Brighton. No, what a shame. Yeah, it's um, it was already starting to become a kind of a shadow of of its former selves by uh, by the by the mid nine uh, mid aughts. Um, mm. I became aware of the game. Obviously, Sega had famously kind of adopted the Xbox as its number one platform of choice after leaving the hardware market with the failure of the Dreamcast. Uh, and actually, in in some ways, that led to uh kind of potentially even better home ports with the Xbox being kind of substantially as much as we love the Dreamcast the Xbox was a more capable mm. machine uh, and so yeah we ended up with this um pretty stellar home port of Outrun 2 that I I read about and and I was craving to the point that and I I have a very strong memory of this but I actually in hindsight I'm sure no harm was done but I feel a bit bad about I potentially got someone in trouble so I I kind of knew I knew the score back in these days, but I was so excited for this game that I wanted to get it as early as possible. And I was uh, I was in town the Wednesday before it came out on the Friday, and I knew I wouldn't be able to get it from this. This was back in the day when there were still loads and loads of vendors of physical games. Obviously, mid two thousands. Um, but I knew that the 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 game stores in the know wouldn't have it on the shelves, and they would un- they would know about release date embargoes and stuff like that. So I I deliberately went to Curry's, and uh, and I thought I bet you know they have games, but they're not really a ga- primarily a game shop, and also they have staff who just you know mm-hmm. don't know what the score is. So <laughs> I, I, I mischievous scamp you. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's hardly <laughs> it's hardly the crime of the century. I realise. Um, but obviously, yeah, this is me as a as a, as a thirty something early thirty something man, too excited to wait another two two days to play a video game. Um, and I just innocently asked in the shop this uh, young youngish uh, woman behind the counter, saying, "Oh, I'm looking for a game. Um, don't know if you've heard of it called Outrun Two. <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, it's on the Xbox. Um, 
it's not on the shelf. Could you have a look for me out the back? And and, uh, and I thought, this isn't going to work. But it did. She came back with a <laughs> copy. She rang it through the till. It worked. I got out of there in a hurry in case her manager, you know, sort of said, you can't sell that. But yeah, I don't think anyone. You feel comfortable sharing one. this. Yeah. yeah 20 years later, this major statute, crime. Statute yeah, of limitations, yeah. maybe. That, yeah. that, that girl still can't get a job. Because of her criminal record. Um, yeah, I know where I'm going for the next big video game release, though. Yeah, if they still... <laughs> if they still, world is the If they still carry them, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, it, my, my cunning, evil, fiendish plan worked, and I ended up bringing it home two days early, which obviously wow. is, uh, in the grand scheme of things, isn't that, that big a deal. And I, I'd had some early games before through knowing people who worked in shops and stuff like that. So, But it was cool. You know, I was happy. I, I took it home, played the heck out of it for however long it was um on uh and the in the end i i actually traded it in for the coast to coast version because basically coast to coast contains all the content and more um, not all but we're gonna go into that not quite but enough enough that i I didn't feel the need to hold on to my vanilla copy i mean coast to coast hasn't got the the bad emulation of the original coin op for example (laughs) but i didn't want that because i already had the saturn version so um yeah i traded it in for coast to coast whenever that came out on the day that came out and uh, and played that a ton more at some point i sold that and i wish i hadn't now because i didn't know i didn't know how expensive it would get um obviously i ended up with the the xbox 360 online arcade version which i still have even though it hasn't been available for years and I'm happy to play that one, but even though it's uh, it's missing a ton of content and features, which we'll talk about. Um, but yes, and at some point I did I did buy on eBay what I thought was a replacement copy of Coast to Coast. This is one of those few games like we had F-Zero GX recently where I mm. actively actually went, oh, I probably shouldn't have got rid of that one. Um, re-bought it on, on eBay, but ended up with a Coast to Coast box with an original OutRun 2 disc in it. Oh, uh, uh, so no wonder, there's probably no wonder it was so cheap. Um, and yeah. then I, re- I resold that at some point as well. Um, but there, there we go. Uh, anyway, yeah, I've played it tons, but I've, I've ended up actually owning only the, the, the final digital release. But it's still, you know, it's still the game and it's slightly higher resolution. So, mm. yeah. uh, so here we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's very funny what you said earlier about uh, the critical reception. Uh, I think mm. it's one of those games that probably didn't score well to the criteria of the ga- of of the time, you know. Yeah, and, right. and with with arcade races not being that much in uh, vogue, and of course, yeah, you know, uh, people wanted more and more tracks, and not just. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's different tracks, but they're all fairly short and connected to each other yeah. via the route via the system of the original game. Um, but I remember very much like this uh, blog post of uh, Stuart Campbell during the rounds, like sort of uh, he's going to mention that exact praise. same one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like con- running counter to uh, yes. all the sort of lukewarm uh, mainstream media, yeah. so to speak, reviews of the game. You had like Stuart Campbell just uh, heaping praise and praise. Absolutely, and, uh, and I remember it so clearly. Enshrining the game. It's yeah. still out there. It came up, and I couldn't actually remember. Did I read it after I bought the game or before? I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, but either way, it helped stoke my enthusiasm for the experience. Yeah. So very much an enthusiast's game, you know? Like, yeah. If, if you're into arcade races, then, yeah, then it's something to get very enthusiastic and hyped about, of course. That's you know, I, I wonder as well whether whether there's something in the, the age and the, the, the profile of the person reviewing it. Like... 
Edge Magazine absolutely love this game and yeah. will wax lyrical about it even now. I mean, the editorial yeah. team even now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I sure. think it got. I think the original Outrun Two got a nine, but it's every single top one hundred games, and they've just done another one for their thirtieth anniversary, which was the top one hundred games since the magazine launched. That's right. Yeah, you know, it, fe- it features in that, so they they will fly the flag for Outrun Two. So I just think it depends on. I think yeah. it, I think it. You know, I, I, I imagine a Christian Donlan review in Outrun Two would, would love it because he's of an age, you know, and, yeah. and those kind of sensibilities. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, know, maybe someone else would find it would have yeah. a different experience with it. Totally get it. And we've we've had some uh, some effusive feedback for this show and uh, a fairly large swathe of of three word reviews, which we don't always get for games that probably sold many more copies. So it is one of those that engenders enthusiasm among its fans, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Either people have, don't know about it or don't care, or they yeah. they love it pretty much. I don't yeah. really have sales figures to speak of anywhere. Um, we'll we'll probably never know. Um, just, yeah. just on that, I mean, do do we assume because of the price of the Xbox release or the Xbox version of Coast to Coast now, do we assume that it sold it sold badly and the PS2 game sold version sold well because that's considerably cheaper. They probably printed more of the PS2. Well, that's what I was um, thinking, yeah. Because there were that many more installed units. Yeah. Um, but also it just probably just because it's widely known that the while the PS2 version was an impressive port, it just couldn't be on the level of the Xbox version. Yeah. So I guess that one's the one that's in demand from collectors. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Mm. From what um, I understand, it's not that far behind the PS2 version. No, I mean because of course neither. Yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, Ghost to Ghost is also the original is also uh, running on Chihiro. So mm. you know, neither neither are like too close to, to the native platform for that. But uh, yeah, I, I heard it's still very impressive for the PS2. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's interesting that obviously Coast to Coast got a PS2 release, whereas whereas the previous previous game didn't. It was yeah. a Xbox exclusive, other than the arcades. Yeah, let's dive right into the the visual side of things, um, which I think were a fairly large part of the game's appeal, as you've kind of already alluded to, Chris, taking on the mantle of the original game and that sort of aesthetic. Obviously, we're going to mention the blue skies, which are mm-hmm. on some of the stages. Not all the skies are blue. Nope. There's all kinds of different colours of sky, but... You start off in, uh, yeah, depending on which version you're playing, but um, near a beach with a blue sky, and it evokes evokes feelings of the original game and Sega's other racing games. Um, and yeah, what how else? Could, how say? could it not start there, right? Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what what do we need? What needs to be said about the graphics of of Outrun? Gorgeous. One word: gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, they they hold up so well as well. You know they. They really do. Uh, it, it's almost uh, you almost think if they were to, if they were to if they were to remake this game, I don't think they'd do a whole lot with the visuals. They, mm-hmm. You know, there'd be resolution boosts and and there'd probably yeah, yeah. be a little bit more going on, you know, on the sides of the roads. But yeah, I don't think they do a lot with the visuals. I don't no. think they change them much at all. It's really this uh, sort of spit shine polished look of a of a top. Um, top class arcade game, you know, like just nothing, no, no uh, crappy polygons, nothing like visibly clipping through each other. Uh, everything feels really solid and weighted. The, the the kinesthetics of it, which we'll also go into later, of course, uh, it just feels 
super solid. You know, it feels very physical and tangible, the whole game, when you look at it. On that, and something I really wanted to mention is the draw distance, which is something that a lot of games still struggle with. Yeah. Uh, one of the kind of shining moments that sticks in my head, there's a particularly kind of long downhill towards a lake which uh, you can just, yeah, it feels like you can see forever. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and not and obviously a lot of racing games had to work around it, their li- technical limitations to avoid doing that. But it was obviously part of the design document that to sell, as Stuart Campbell had it, he was sort of saying, this effectively sells the nonsense idea that you get given by car commercials, or you did back then. I think the probably com- car TV commercials have changed in, in the last couple of decades as well. For, for various reasons but back then it was always someone driving alone on a beautiful mountain with no other traffic around kind of sweeping curves and yeah delicious scenery and and whatever else uh, possibly a hint of romance or even sex to them and that's what that's what outrun too is kind of is, yeah. is is selling and part of that is a long see being able to see a long way in front of you at points yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Every stage is so evocative, you know, it, the, even the industrial complex stage yeah. in the original. Mm, yeah. Know, they somehow managed to make that look so appealing. <laughs> you, you you almost want to jump in your car and go and drive around your local industrial estate and see if it's just yeah. as attractive as it is in, in the game. Yeah. probably isn't. I always <laughs> well, find, I tell you I now, always find <laughs> driving past kind of derelict or industrial places kind of atmospheric. You know, it has a yeah, yeah. it has an appeal of its own and... And yeah, I think I mean the original Outrun was obviously it was it was very fanciful in its ideas, but it was mostly places you would automatically think of as kind of aesthetically pleasing rock formations and uh, and yeah. the, the flowers of Amsterdam and uh, oh sorry of of the Netherlands and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, whereas <laughs> this one does go through perhaps a, a bit more variety, and obviously because they're not just working in big chunky sprites being scaled. The tulip can, fields and the windmills are still there, though. They are still so, there. Yeah, beautiful. Immediately well. gives it extra marks yeah. in my book. Yeah, yeah, local Dutch uh, level, as I'm sure yeah. you call it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yes, the so the um, I forget which, which way round is it. One of the games is is very evocative of Europe, and one of them is That's very the evocative. First one. Of the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Advent Two is uh, yeah has a European setting. And yeah, coast to coast is uh, more uh, the uh, American continent. The special tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, any other favourite levels? I like the one where the sky suddenly breaks and you go you go from really cloudy to really clear and that sort of yeah. really sells the It kind of has a Scottish Highlands kind yeah. of feeling. Yeah, I think it, that's right? what it's meant yeah. to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I love the, uh, the the set piece stages. You know, at the end of the, the final stages, depending mm. on which which route you take through yeah. the mm. through the courses, the final stages all tend to be like set piece stages. Like you get you you get Paris at night, don't you? In the Eiffel mm. Tower, and I think there's one in like the the ruins of Rome, and mm. they yeah. tend to be they tend to be a bit shorter than the others, but they tend yeah. to be more like if you've made it that far. Yeah. Yeah. It tends to be more of like a this is a set piece celebration now of your exactly. run. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah. And like the original, you get your your different endings depending on where you get to, and there's a sense of humor and goofiness about about the game. Um, yeah. Kind I think, of reminded me that like, the endings of some of the goofiness of F Zero GX as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the silly animations with the, yeah. the male and the female character. Well, these were contemporary to one another, weren't they? Around the yeah, same yeah. time, different studio but they would have been probably developing yeah. in 2003 and 2004 yeah yeah not far from one another both sort of similarly technically impressive 
Yeah. Uh, it makes you wonder if they could have got Outrun 2 running on a on a GameCube as well. I mean, if they did yeah. on the PS2 and yeah, why not? And an F-Zero Tri- GX does. The Triforce but... board edition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there is, there is that aspect talking about the romance and the sex. So it carries over from the game that came out, the original game that came out 20 years earlier, almost 18 years. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the guy is the driver and he has his blonde with him. Yeah. And it was very much of its time. And, uh, and I think it was starting to get a bit uncomfortable by this point. Like mm. there's, there's no, um, there's, although, although it's the, the, the guy is generally the subject of, Ridicule, abuse, yeah, yeah, abuse, yeah, yeah. and ridicule. Yeah. E- but even I'm not, when you win, even I'm when not you beat sure, the game, but that's it, but bad happens to it. I'm not sure that's any. I don't know if that's any better because it's kind of it falls into the kind of the nagging, the nagging yeah. misses trope, doesn't it? It's <laughs> so, funny because when I, he loses, yeah, yeah, it's funny because I never uh, had given that any thought until today when I was kind <laughs> of like thinking back to yeah. having played a lot of the games both of the games both, both the editions that i have over the past day it's actually kind of like you know of course of the original outrun um you know arcades were very much a hangout spot for guys most of the time you know there were sometimes efforts to get more women yeah. into the arcades like uh yeah, with bubble much. bubble Especially that we discussed 80s, about yeah, yeah. so it was a very male centric fantasy of uh, a hot chick next to you for driving sure. a fast car, you know, Absolutely. it's what attracts your typical man's man to yeah. James Bond move. James but Bond of course, it also well, acts you know? as exclusionary. The the fact that, that exactly was, that's yeah. in in today's day and time, you feel like oh, so it's only yeah yeah the guy that can be the driver yeah. and the women sitting next to him. You know, it it feel it falls a little bit in the yeah not not kind of the um garden variety yeah. sexism like yeah, oh, oh, women kind of can drive that sort casual, of casual lazy you know? sort of yeah, um, yeah exactly. old fashioned sexism and uh, yeah it's yeah. as as andrew elmore our correspondent here says from our forum even the loveliest gems have their flaws outrun 2 carries the era's tradition of baffling portrayals of women there's really no getting around it the game in, is inherently sexist in a way that i find very embarrassing it's by no means a deal breaker but it is rather silly and crass Though, given the output of some of its peers at the time, it certainly could have been much worse. <laughs> yeah, probably sure. true. Um, and I think, yeah, if they actually, if they re- if they made an Outrun 3 today, it would probably be, I think you'd still have two characters, but you'd be able to... You could choose the gender so, of both. You could choose, yeah, yeah, yeah. choose the gender I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like they could have done a little bit better. I mean, I, they get they get a pass because it is it, it is so baked into the first game and you yep. can, can you imagine the the reaction if if you if you if the lady would have got behind the the, the wheel here and kicked the guy <laughs> you know, can you imagine some of the reaction that would have been online it would have been horrendous but i i, I didn't really think that much about it until i was playing it my wife walked into the room she was just watching over my shoulder and and my wife said oh look at that typical <laughs> yeah, the, leg, the leggy blonde sitting next to him, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually, it kind of did get me thinking about it. And I yeah. thought, well, you know, are we are we being a bit generous by just saying, look, oh, it's of its time, and it was okay because I don't think we are saying that. But I think, I think, I think, twenty years ago was was probably enough time that they could have they could have done something about it, you know, yeah. rather than just have it the same as it was eighteen years before. Yeah. Uh, Twenty years to... ago was also the time of booth babes and uh, yeah, absolutely, and a, a, a yeah, lot maybe. of horrendous sort of objectification in yeah. all sorts of video games. Yeah, it's the t- it's the times that uh, it the was the uh, Gamergate craved basically. 
<laughs> yeah, it like, was like the 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 WWF yeah, yeah. attitude era, yeah, yeah. you know, like everything was crass and jackass yeah. and all that yeah. stuff and extreme. I just associate that with more kind of the nineties, but maybe um, yeah, maybe, I think maybe it, it. I think it carried on. I mean, there's always that yeah. overlap. Like the you always think of decades as being cutoffs, but actually they, if you no, watch like true. if you watch early eighties tv it looks very late 70s and if if you watch early 90s stuff it looks very late 80s yeah so i suppose yeah. that this kind of seeped in and yeah i think we obviously yeah this was um before a lot of i mean some people would have been talking and considering these things but it actually wasn't really a day-to-day part of the conversation which some people will have preferred um and they probably would have skipped this whole section of the podcast <laughs> others <laughs> others uh think we're probably in a better place now in that yes if a, if a new version came out it would be, it wouldn't be, probably wouldn't be like that. I think even um, even some of the developers uh, have who have been resistant to kind of getting with the times have sort of started to realise uh, what side their bread's buttered in recent times. And yes, I absolutely don't think that the presence of this sexist trope should stop the game being re-released. Obviously, it's not the thing that is stopping it being re-released. That'll be the Ferrari <laughs> licences. But if if they do sort that out, then please don't hold it back just because of uh, of some rather outdated and crass tropes. Because I don't think they're so harmful that they would uh, it, they would outrank the game being available on modern systems. Um, I mean, maybe outrank that's my, too. That's maybe outrank too. Maybe that's maybe that's my just my my selfish thoughts. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm still waiting for a it's a a modern version. It is a bit cartoonish, you know. It, it is. It's a bit silly. It is. That, and because it was in the original game, yes. it took me until today to actually yeah, look at it. it that yeah, way. yeah, 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 yeah. Never really yes, occurred to me. Again, the 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 guy is actually you know some 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 people of the whoever the equivalent of the the gamers TM were back in the two thousands pre social media. They probably yeah. would have been furious at the fact that the guy gets made gets to made look to look a buffoon half the time, <laughs> yeah, and would consider that more than woke enough. The characters have names in this uh, game, by the way, right? I'd forgotten. The guy has a name. It's in the manual. I should have looked it up beforehand. I think the the blonde girl is called Jennifer. And then you have the who's in the arcade mode. And then there's a different girl sitting next to you. That's doing, right. Uh, heart attack. What a and player. Mission, mission modes. <laughs> yeah, there's and three, she, there's and she three has a different, different girls, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. There's two or three different. Yeah, three, I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd forgotten. Isn't he got a Hispanic-sounding name? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it was, it's something like Pablo or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he, he, a... he, he looks like a, a very stereotypical sort of Latin lover yeah. kind of uh, character. You know? He is a bit of a... I mean, I love playing the game and, and, and that, but actually it's it's not quite... Because he is such a goofball, it's not yeah. quite the... Like, the whole you know, thing feels like this cool fantasy, but you are playing a character who is a, is a doofus. Yeah, yeah. He so may do, have a cool car. is the right word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't really feel like you have a very cool avatar on screen. Yeah. Do you know what? The game just, I think the game just reinforces, though, in the way it, the, the way it kind of tells its very, very bare-bones story element. Like, you get yeah. that scene, if you get to the end of a route, and depending on which, which route you, you go down, you, you get a different scene. Mm. The, the game, and then it rolls its credits, the game just reinforces that, look, this is not about... This is not about rolling the credits. It's not about getting to the end of anything. We just go back and start again and have fun. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what that's what it's telling you to do. Don't, don't, don't take any notice of this stuff. And maybe, uh, maybe I'm giving uh, the the developers way too much credit here. But a very generous way of um, 
explaining the uh, sort of you know the, the the sexism in there is that they actually were because of the characters were so goofy and cartoonish and behaving so cartoonishly. It's almost like they're making fun of the original yeah. outrun, and it's. Uh, I think there's an element male, of that. female stereotypes in there. I think there is an element of that. Yeah, yeah. and I th- and I think that's how I probably thought of it at the time. Yeah, uh, and I think yeah, again with another twenty years down the line, you probably look at it and think it still could have been different or better. But yeah, I think I think I think you're absolutely right. I think there was an element of yeah, wasn't the eighties. Silly, and now let's make fun of that in in our in our sequel. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's not uh, let that uh, little fly in the ointment overshadow what overall I think. Yeah, we can all agree is a is still a pretty spectacular looking game. Um, yeah. Whether you're playing it the the 480p way on a on a cathode ray tube or even the um, the 720p version on a 360, mm. uh, looks very nice and shiny. Um, 60 frames is. Uh, pretty much locked on the xbox version and the, and at the arcade i think uh the the psp version has an unlocked frame rate the coast to coast game right so it's a bit all over the place um yeah it kind of uh, hovers around the 30 frames per second mark if i yeah. understand that correctly so i've spent uh, quite a bit of time with coast to coast on the psp over the mm. past couple of weeks and it actually it's i think it's quite smooth yeah um but 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 the the 30 frames does were you playing th- on psp th- or vita uh, no, it's played on PSP. Okay, yeah, it's played on original hardware. Yeah, mm. uh, the the thirty frames definitely definitely takes away. It definitely sure, does sure. take away from the gameplay. But I found the performance and what an incredible achievement to yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to cram totally. that game into yeah. the PSP. It's incredible. Mm. It looks amazing on that platform. And again, sadly, unavailable through yeah, digital stores. And yeah, and that, that's, that's an ongoing problem. Audio wise, so. I think it's fair to say that the the original Outrun soundtrack is, uh, I think we can actually call it iconic and mean it, mm. uh, rather than just be, being a word that is often used for, you've heard of it or you've seen it. I think the, in, in video game circles, the yeah. Outrun music is is kind of as famous as video game music gets. So obviously they had a tall order to follow it. Um, as you would expect, some of the music is updated, more elaborate and complex filled out versions of the original songs um but there's also some uh, some new tunes in there and yeah. obviously the engine noises uh are and skidding noises are are are, are uh, kind of yeah again more more sophisticated than they had been in in the game that was 18 years older i think the thing that actually i think the most about if i just try to if i close my eyes and think of the audio it's the it's the kind of it's the sort of jingles and the the little speech samples and all that sort of yeah. thing yeah. that it's very remind Sega, me of, right yeah they exactly. reuse in the menus they reuse certain sound effects you also yeah. hear virtual fighter and other yeah. Sega games yeah yeah very it reminds Sega. me of crazy taxi and mm. virtual fighter and other games like that so it yeah. has that Sega identity absolutely mm. seeping out of every port it's kind of musical chimes when you uh, yeah when you confirm uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah a choice in the menu but how about the how about the, the the music? How do you feel about how do you feel, Chris, about the the update of the music? Do you think it's the Outrun Two soundtrack is is it as iconic? Uh, no, uh, in, in a word. Look, I'm a bit of a curmudgeon when it comes to remixes of music. Right. Uh, there are some that I really really like, and then there is generally though I'm not a 
I, I love a good chip tune, and that's just my age, and it's nostalgia, <laughs> and it's what I grew up with. But I do, I love a good chip tune. And <laughs> as you say, Leon, I mean, these, these original tracks in the original game are so familiar and so iconic that I, yeah, I... The, the the base so so in the original game the the, the base the, mm. the remixes that you start with I think are okay mm. uh, I think they I think they're good, um, but I didn't like you know these Euro remixes. What? No. But I actually, I actually just thought the the, uh, thing, the magical sound shower Euro remix. I was really scared when I saw Euro remixes. There was going to be some Euro dance uh, beats yeah. on there, but it isn't actually. It's more yeah. like a elaborate. Uh, you know, more drawn out version of Magical Sound Shower. It's even more, more Latin. Latin yeah, it's more instrumental like breaks bit, in yeah. there. I, I would hardly call it. Yeah, it's more of a Latin Latin remix rather yeah. than a Euro remix. Well, but, I suppose uh, that is Euro, but yes. I actually it, really enjoyed that, like uh, doing a, a long, long drive and letting that uh, that version of Magical uh, Sound Shower play. You know, I need, I need to put a but in here, though. But I, 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 I love... The, the new the new tracks right mm. so I really really like all the new music and that that kind of cheesy you know is it is it night night flight which has mm-hmm. the is that the Richard so, Jacks like, one or is that yeah one the, of Richard, the the Richard yeah. Jacks one like the the cheesy vocals mm. I mean that see the, the, this game is just pure cheese for me and it, it's yeah. so enjoyable slice of just <laughs> really it's it's like a guilty pleasure that isn't guilty it's just a it's just a, a you know whether you play it for 15 minutes or an hour like it's just nothing but joy and those those new tracks you know i don't know whether they're slightly tongue-in-cheek or or whether they're being earnest i don't know but it just fit they fit the whole vibe for me so well it's also uh, very Sega in a sense, you know. It calls back uh, it, yeah, this OST exactly. of games like Sonic R or, uh, yeah. and things like that with the very cheesy soul vocals over it. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's at for me with the, with the music. I mean, I I love those new tracks, and even going into Coast to Coast as well. The the new music I really really like. I'm I'm less sold on the uh, on the remixes. I unlocked this track uh, that I forgot the title. Also something with night, like an instrumental track in Coast to Coast that I really like. Very synth heavy. It yeah, I think really I know cool. the one you mean. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, on the the car noise, which is obviously a vital part of the experience. Obviously, there I think they vary depending on which Ferrari you've selected and the various versions of the games. You'll have different access to different cars depending on what you've completed and and so on um i i i would file the 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 engine or car noises in this game in this in a similar place to the ones not that they sound the same but in that they have a similar effect to me as the ones in ridge racer that we recently mentioned and the ones in f-zero that we recently mentioned in that they're not really authentic or realistic to anything but they're not annoying and they are satisfying and moorish so you don't mind hearing them constantly and that, that i mean that's the art to a and obviously, I'm not. I'm not a kind of yeah, an engine uh, loving kind of guy who uh, you know I, I can appreciate the sound of a of a nice engine noise, but I'm not going to be able to tell you the difference between the exhaust notes of one car and another. <laughs> um, but but in this game, like it has again, it sounds like an arcade game. It doesn't sound like a driving simulator. Obviously, in no way is it a driving simulator. Mm. Um, and and the overall soundscape just works for me. Even if yeah, I'm not like. I don't think the music is is quite as profoundly important to the experience or to me as it was in in the original outrun. 
Yeah, earlier this week, I saw a post from uh, Yuzo Koshiro on X um, yeah. talking about uh, how uh, the composer of Outrun mm. and Afterburner and Space Harrier, how that made him want to compose video game music, <laughs> you know, how, how those tracks made him compose video game music. And it's it's incredible how, you know, they th- this was a concerted effort to in Outrun 2 to sort of you know, update the original game and uh and, and the music comes with that. Like you everything with the remixes and the original tracks in there and then of course you can even unlock the original chip tune yeah. versions of it in I don't know if it's in both versions, but uh, it's certainly in I think so, two. As I recall. And um everything feels kind of built up around these original tracks again. Um, you know, and, and sort of the, the new tracks feel like sort of extra material like bonus tracks on a cd almost you know um and it's incredible like how these three tracks magical sound shower probably etched it out etches it out for me uh as far as how uh, how much i love the original three tracks but you know i throw the others on for variety uh, often and it's just incredible how these songs never seem to get old somehow you know you mm-hmm. can replay these melodies over and over again while you're driving it just goes Hand in hand with the game, with the original game and with this sequel. Andrew Elmore, again from the forum, says Outrun's music is legendary. And while these new tracks certainly fit the mood with their beachy city pop influenced fusion arrangements, I feel like the mixes and tonality are off somehow. The game's aesthetic certainly demands a thick layer of cheese, but it might just be a slightly less than ideal type of cheese for the job. This metaphor has gotten away from me. (laughs) There's just something a bit thin about Outrun 2's music. The compositions are good, but I often feel like it's just a bit afraid of commitment. That's Mm. interesting. That's an interesting view. Uh, It's one I one I disagree with, but uh, it's really interesting. I think it. I just think it depends on your sensibilities. I mean, I I would like nothing more to be blazing down a motorway, and I'm a 70 mile an hour slave, by the way, but I would like nothing more to be <laughs> screaming down a motorway with something like Life is a Bore on the radio. I mean, <laughs> that would just be perfect. <laughs> Can I just nitpick just one one little thing on the sound, actually? Yeah, of course. In the end, sort of finding quite distracting was, mm. and I can't recall whether it does this in Outrun 2, but on Coast to Coast, every time you overtake one of your competitors in yeah. the race, you get this artificial... Yeah, yeah. Meow, yeah. 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 Sound, yeah. Which is really weird. It is odd. It's sort of baked in. I, I sort and of there's some sort it. of metallic bang also yeah, when yeah, you bypass yeah. trucks or something. Yeah, it's in all it's versions. Odd. And I think it's... I assume it was designed... I mean, it's part of the, that overall kind of jingle-fied Sega soundtrack. I don't again, I don't think it's meant to be like it's 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 not meant to be a realistic um diegetic noise. It's meant to be a an indicator that you've done yeah. a, a good thing that you'll need to you do. You see and a little icon on screen with I says, assume it which was pass as well like that's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I assume it's tied to that. And I, I, my guess is it was designed to be more audible in the cacophony of a Japanese arcade when the first mm, game cool. came out. It got it has got that kind of metallic clang to it which I think is um, it probably would have vibrated the machine a bit, and I think yeah. it was designed to give you some sort of stimulation and feedback beyond just the the sheer act of having overtaken the car. But obviously, then it translates into all the home versions and seems slightly out of place on like the PSP or the <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah, it's slightly odd. But um, 
now it would be if they took it away would it be the same i don't know <laughs> all right let's get into the gameplay so there's there's something i learned in researching this show that i wasn't really aware of before which is that the original outrun 2 arcade machine has a dis subtly but distinctly different handling model to all the other versions mm. um in that they took the updated version for the home Xbox version of the original. But if you played Outrun 2 vanilla at the arcade, your car does not straighten itself up. It has ah. no it has no suck back to the central position. Right. right which means yeah. that the original Outrun 2 game is, of course, Oof, considered by purists to be the only one to play because it's way more challenging and difficult. Whereas yeah. they Sega obviously AM2 decided some some point between Outrun 2 and Special Tours to make it a little bit more forgiving and a little bit more accessible by adding that little bit of uh, suction or whatever to to get your car back online. And yeah, so they, they decided to keep that, that handling model in all subsequent versions. So I'd be yeah, quite interested to try to play the original, but it would almost certainly, obviously, you'd be playing it with a wheel and with pedals and it would probably be very exciting, but also much more challenging. Yeah. Our credits probably wouldn't last as long. <laughs> no. Worky Ticket from our forum says, despite being a big Sega fan in the late 80s and 90s, for some reason I'd never heard of Outrun 2 until a copy of the original Xbox version. Well, it hadn't been around very long. <laughs> Any hype around the game had clearly passed me by, so playing it was a wonderful surprise. The original Outrun, while never my favourite Sega game, was still a huge part of my early teens, the coin-op and Master System versions getting a ton of play. While Outrun 2 immediately impressed with the graphical upgrades, it was the drifting mechanic that took the game to a new level. It gave the gameplay a new sense of flow, transforming corners from frustrating momentum stoppers to engines of even more fun. After years of uninspired official-slash-unofficial-slash-semi-official sequels to Outrun, here was an in entry that legitimately improved on the classic. What's more, it would get even better with subsequent versions. Outrun 2 is not only one of the best arcade racers of all time, but one of the best sequels also. And I think Worky Ticket has identified the key factor in the Outrun 2 experience, especially when compared to its predecessor. It is, as as we said with Ridge Racer, although it feels entirely different, I yeah. think uh, it's the, the fact that you spend most of your life facing sideways. Sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's really interesting what he uh, touches on. Um, there are two types of racing games, um, if you want to be very redundant. Racing games where you fear the corners, and a racing game <laughs> like Outrun 2, which is much rarer, where you look forward to the corners and see them as opportunities. And that's the one of the special things this, this that this sort of... Um, drifting mechanic in Outrun 2 does. Um, it's so, I don't think there's maybe outside of the Mario Kart games, I've never felt as much in control during a drift. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, having such pinpoint accurate control yeah. over exactly how I want to steer my car while taking corners. It's uh, so unrealistic, I assume. I don't drive. Oh, yeah. I assume it's yeah, absolutely yeah. ridiculous, but. I tried it with my Ford Fiesta. It didn't quite work. Yeah. I look forward. To, I look forward to that when we meet up later this week. <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. It, I, I mean, it's it's 
it's so different to to Ridge Racer. I mean, it's uh, it, I mean, it makes the Ridge Racer drift and feel almost like a simulation, doesn't it? I mean, the way yeah. this is so ridiculous, and it's it's made even more accessible between Outland Two and Outland Two SP or, or Coast to Coast, and um, because because in Coast to Coast it it feels even more like you're uh, being taken at, at, rather than you're controlling. I feel like it's a lot easier. To, to come out of a drift, you know, in, right. in, in, in optimum track position. Yeah, um, and steer yourself already and, and correct yourself before you come out of the drift, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, you can move your car from side to side, can't you, during the oh, drift? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and stay in a drift while you hit a chicane and sort of, you know, and drift the other way, like move from one drift into the yeah. other. It's, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I'd never played much of Rich Racer also until two weeks ago when uh, a very generous friend yeah, handed me a whole collection of games which uh, with it was Rich Racer, Rich Racer Revolution and Type 4 that was in that bunch. Nice. Uh, so I've been playing a lot rage. of that as well. <laughs> yeah, I need, still need to get Rage for the for the PS1. And so I've been playing uh, those also and yeah, uh, I mean Type 4 plays very different than Rich Racer and Rich Racer Revolution. But yeah, much trickier to get the grips with uh, with the drift in that game. You know, I was expecting it to be more like Outrun 2, which it wasn't at all. So the Xbox version actually adds a widescreen, which the arcade original didn't support. It had uh, four, three monitors, which was nice. Uh, exciting scenes. And uh, yeah, I think it, it's a game that really lends itself to 16.9 as well. Um, the, the sweeping vistas and all that. Um, so I suppose the 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 modes that would keep you playing in the home, obviously, yeah, the arcade mode just remains fun. You can continue to uh, beat beat your own times, better your scores and whatever else. But they did add some home mode content, as Sega tended to do. You got uh, you got the heart attack mode and the time attack mode, both asking requiring different sorts of skills of your driving. And then, as you mentioned, there's the mission mode, which uh, over a hundred missions um, distributed across the fifteen different stages, um, and uh, they also added a couple of bonus tracks, which were the only, up until very recently, the only home way of playing tracks from Scud Race and Daytona Two uh, in legitimate form. But of course, uh, Daytona USA Two is is about to be finally re-released or released on home systems as part of. Um, like a Dragon Gaiden. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but, but it's in the arcades there. But uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. But it's known as um, Sega Arcade Racing 2 or something like that because right. licenses. Uh, worth knowing, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what what, uh, what what grabs your attention? I remember just playing as much of everything as I could. I, mm. I enjoyed the heart attack mode because it required that sort of very precise angled drifting and there, there was the sort of... Um, the threat of, of it going wrong at any point. And uh, there was the, the nice, um, nice audio feedback of, uh, of doing a good thing. It, again, uh, this is exactly, it's very much like the crazy box from yeah. crazy yeah. taxi, wasn't it? But much more expanded, of course. Yeah. All, all these kind of, of missions and a lot of variety in it. Um, it took me, like I said, in the beginning until very long to even bother with these extra modes, because I w- every time I would just yeah. turn on the game, I would just go, just yeah. go straight into the arcade. Yeah. Uh, modes and I didn't really think much of oh you know let me play all these kooky missions, <laughs> uh, 
what I did that over the past week, and I was having a surprising lot of fun with it. Uh, it's just, it's actually really cool. A lot of those mini games and and missions. Uh, both Heart Attack has you, of course, change different objectives during a race to get as many hearts as possible. And then the mission modes is more focused on particular missions. Like I've played some crazy stuff with, well, w- w- uh, before, for example, like taking pictures during drifts and uh, and. Yeah, like a lot of uh, really uh, unusual uh, activities that you don't really expect. And yeah, it was really fun. And on one hand, it's fun because they, you know, they help you to master the handling of the different vehicles. And on the other hand, they also, they, they play a lot of the tracks in reverse, even though you can also, of course, unlock for time trial uh, a lot of the tracks in uh, in reverse. But you really get to know the tracks in and out uh, throughout those missions, um, you know, playing uh, large chunks of them over and over again, which again helps you to do better in the arcade mode. Yeah, I think uh, so. This this we get to kind of the meat of, of my real feelings on the game here. So, I I did I love this game, and I I love this game for forty five minutes. And then I start to I start to get a bit distracted and wonder mm, there's probably other things to play. So I did quite a lot of the the in in the original Outrun two earlier this year. I did quite a lot of the missions, and I probably got probably did about sixty of them uh, in total. So I got quite a way into the into the map, but I don't think there's a huge amount of variety there. I mean, there's there's kind of four or five different types, isn't there? And there's some races, which is cool and. Uh, there's that dreaded, horrible one where you have to go sideways and take photographs of stuff, which <laughs> I always really struggle with. But, but I, for, so for, for me, this game is an arcade game, and that's that's why I play it. If I if I fire up Outrun Two, the original Outrun Two, I will just have a run through those stages. I got to the point where I could, you know, I could do whatever route in whatever car, and you know. I, Almost always, because I run through the gameplay. I mean, it is it's pretty punishing. I mean, if you make a mistake and you hit mm. the sides, you, you you can only do that probably once in a in a leg before you you'll miss your checkpoint. It's it's more yeah, sometimes sometimes not even once. Yeah, well, especially on the on some of the the more, yeah the harder ones. Yeah, um, it, it's more forgiving on 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 coast to coast. But yeah, the, the the missions I I I did get bored with them, and I didn't. I found there just wasn't enough variety, and it kind of just. I felt I started to think to myself, now I'm kind of taken away from what I really enjoy about this game, and that is just sitting down, having an absolute blast for 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever I was in the mood for, and then turning it off again. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think, um, yeah, the, the 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 crazy box element may or may not be for players. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people. Um, and yeah, that, that in in that respect, uh, the fact that I did end up with only the the Xbox Live Arcade version, which did away with all the extra stuff, really kind of only leaves you with the basics. Um, but actually, it's yeah, it's it's not a it's not a. Catastrophe. That's the primary thing of why you're there, why you're playing the game, of right. course, and yeah. that's how I always approach it. But I, I, I was surprisingly quite addictive. Like last night, I played till three in the morning, uh, trying yeah. to clear more missions. And <laughs> oh, nice! I, actually, my whole my whole respect for the total package of the game, not just the arcade mode, really grew. Yeah. And I thought, like, oh, they really, actually, I didn't expect how much they succeeded in this sort of extra content that you can spend more time yeah. with if you just love 
being in the world of Outrun 2, you know? Yeah. And it was a it was a, a full price forty five quid game, yeah. which twenty years twenty years ago, I guess you can double it. So it was yeah, basically the modern yeah. equivalent of a modern first, uh, you know, triple A full price game at probably about ninety quid. Um, and I enjoy so, the missions yeah. structure and the way they're presented uh, more in Outrun Two than in Coast to Coast for some reason. In Coast to Coast, you have this sort of div- division up in the Flagman missions and mm. then the, the girlfriend missions. You know, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you when you read interviews or hear interviews with the Sumo team that worked mm-hmm. on this. You yeah. know, they they were really worried about releasing an arcade pool for forty forty five quid. Uh, yeah. So it was it was their idea of look, we need something, we need something that is you know extracted from this gameplay that mm. will give people you know some longevity. And I, yeah, I think I think for people like you, Lee, and I imagine that you probably burned through the mission mode in the original one too fairly quickly. Uh, probably i can't quite remember I, I possibly would have not done all the like the the, the hardest ones because i'd have probably yeah i got to a point to where but... there was a point where some of the missions started feeling like the story mode in f-zero gx yeah yeah definitely like the the there was one heart uh pickup and heart courier mission it was yeah. where you have to collect hearts and then drop them off in a spot and that uh, and you know it it's it's not that hard but that particular mission force should be absolutely perfect to uh, get even a, a single A rank. Uh, and yeah, I yeah. Took so many tries doing that. <laughs> what I did in, in both of them, as as far as I can recall and knowing myself, would, would have been to absolutely destroy all the ones that I could do easily. And then mm. once I got to the ones that took me two or three goes, I'd do those. And then once yeah. I got to the ones that were going to take me like, five to 10 to 50 goes, then that's probably where I would have ducked out. So, uh, yeah, just because, you know. The mission mode also made me unlock the Testarossa. Yeah. And uh, in the arcade mode, it's almost a win button. <laughs> almost, I'm saying you still need to drive pr- properly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it has, like, such stupidly good acceleration that even if you crash, yeah. you uh, are back to top speed in no time. Are we manual transmission or automatic transmission players? Uh, automatic, yeah. No, oh, I actually, don't. um, in Outrun, hmm. I'm a, I'm a manual shifter in real life, but in racing games, <laughs> I always feel like there's too much to contend with outside of making yeah. sure you're in the right gear. And of course, of course, especially in a home version, you don't have that tactile feedback, you know, like uh, yeah, to, from which gear to shift to. So you constantly yeah. need to. Keep your eye on the uh, on the, on the, the heads up display to, mm. to see what gear you are, and you know, it, it, I always find it too much of a yeah of a hassle. But of course, it's the experts experts' choice when you can yeah. start using the the different gears and the the shifting. For, yes, for, you yeah. know, having played it, better play. Yeah. Having played it with uh, with old friend of the show uh, Tom Fum, um, who is uh, we'll hear from later, and who's uh, played a lot of this game. Um, watching him play with uh manual was uh obviously and just a much higher level of skill um yeah. he was sort of saying yeah you need to you need to change gears like this and this on these in these sections or on these corners yeah. i think there's almost a sort of semi f-zero style snaking element to it um, right. i could be Maybe misunderstanding little mini but... boosts or something like that yeah, yeah. Well, if, certain... if you downshift it automatically takes you into a drift if you're going at a certain right, speed so right yeah. yeah, there is uh, there is ways in which you can get through those S bends pretty efficiently. Yeah. So suffice to say, listen, none of us is a is an elite 
outrun two-player, but uh, you'll hear from a very good one later on, at least. Just another thing on that mission mode in, in Outrun 2. So I think I was a little bit bummed as well that they, they, the unlocks just don't come quite quickly enough for me. Mm-hmm. So you They get, come when you complete a full stage. That's right. You, but they only yeah. come when you complete a full stage. Mm-hmm. There, exactly. You cannot just leave one of the missions. No, you need to complete all the missions in that stage to yeah. get your unlocks. So, uh, yeah, there's still a lot of stuff for me to left. But you get those weird little images, don't you? Like of a Ferrari baseball cap. Yeah, which, those are like... Trump cards or top guard, top cards, uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, those you get after clearing every single mission. Yeah, exactly. But it's, yeah, that that's uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's not giving you too much. No, I mean unless yeah. you are a real kind of Ferrari nerd, and you love you know yeah. you love looking at these jackets, images exactly. of them. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not a, a great incentive there. for me. No, but the substantial unlocks come after you complete a full stage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yes. that is cool because it could be a new a new music track or a new car or you know yeah. reverse course or yeah that is cool. Yeah. The original arcade machine. Yeah, for sure. Not not or as well emulated. Race and Daytona too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Those were the big draws for me. Yeah. Um, Alberto, by the way, uh, is the name, and uh, ah, Clarissa it, yeah. and Jennifer, ah, and Flagman go, yeah. is the other character, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, a great example of nominative determinism. Um, yeah. having been called that as a child and uh, growing up to get the job he did. Yeah. Ian Ian Ianson said, for my very particular taste, this is the last truly great racing game ever made. Virtual oh, Racing, wow. Daytona, Ridge Racer, Sega Rally being the others that came before. I'm probably overstating it, but descending into and drifting through just the right corner in this game gives me about as much joy as entire songs, paintings, book chapters or movie scenes that I've experienced. Graphics, audio and gameplay in 100% perfect balance in 5 to 10 second bursts repeated tens of times in a single play session. Of course, the while the arcade machine, you relied on uh, linked cabinets for multiplayer. You could at least play the Xbox version on Xbox Live in theory. My memories of this is, was that it didn't work very well. <laughs> I don't know right. if it was peer-to-peer. Um, and you can uh, uh, land them up, right? You can play multiplayer. I mean, that would be, yeah, that would probably be preferable. Joining Xboxes together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, how often in reality yeah. did you end up in a big group with loads of Xboxes and TVs? Yeah. My my son was very uh, disappointed that Advent 2 and Coast to Coast didn't have split-screen races, at least. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Would have been nice. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, obviously would have been a technical consideration. Yeah. Um, extra development time for. Outrun two has a party users. mode, which uh, yeah. which you can uh, do hot potato pass a controller around to see who gets the best uh, results yeah. on a mission. Yeah, yeah, worth putting in there. Uh, yeah. Sort of low effort, um, yeah. low user base kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Xbox Live I recall being. Um, laggy and whatever else but then it's also true that i had pretty crappy internet at this point so that yeah. may have been the issue <laughs> one one of the guys on the when we played this early this year on retro asylum one of the one of the hosts managed to get a system link game going mm, and nice. he said that was really really good fun so yeah, couch, couch couch co-op was uh you know he felt like it gave the game just a completely different way of playing was it preloaded with loads of rubber banding i imagine yeah, um, I don't know. I imagine so. Couch, uh, couch competitive. I have to. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, couch co-op. Chris. No, because you're cooperating yeah. and having fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you play a racing game co-op if you have one as a passenger? Or so I don't know. 
Maybe yeah, maybe get, he played Clarissa or something. Like they that. have to slap you, um, <laughs> yeah. when you when you crash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the the two thousand and four coin op release was uh, Outrun Two SP, which I know there was some confusion because it's SP for Special Tours, <laughs> which starts starts with ST. But I assume yeah. it's uh, it's SP as in special. Anyway, it's I just bet they didn't want to. Uh, Draw comparisons to the uh, Atari, Atari ST, ST port yeah. <laughs> of uh, the original Adrian. But yeah, it's just a, a classically uh, quirky arcade naming convention there. Uh, you can tell the difference because of the shiny logo, which has SP at the end of it. Like uh, the uh, name for uh, shoot-em-ups in Japan, STG. Shooting game. Indeed. Which still makes arguably more sense than shmup with a C in it, which is a modern curse. But it's quite amusing. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, it also had a yellow car. So if you come across this in the arcade, indeed, a yellow car rather than yeah, a purple. That's right. Yeah. And Coast to Coast lets you choose colors, if I recall, or do yeah, you have to unlock them? Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I think you can choose. Yeah. Uh, so SP um, also appeared as a as a straight uh, vanilla home conversion, or not vanilla, but um, without the Coast to Coast trappings on the PS2 in Japan only um which apparently is also i think goes for even more money than coast to coast mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah uh andrew elmore says a japan only expansion uh, that only appeared on the ps2 that adds a great deal of content it also became tragically unattainable but our mutual friend john linneman has a copy and is all too happy to sing its praises so i'm sure it's great i did of course actually, he is i did actually try to uh make myself a copy of this when i because i've got a ps2 that plays um import discs but so it also plays non-legitimate discs so i did i did um torrent a copy of this at some point statute uh, of limitations again yeah probably um so <laughs> that, yeah this would have been about 2000 five six something like that right, right um but uh there was not really much point in playing it once you had coast to coast on the xbox because yeah. the tracks are all in there so they enhanced the graphics didn't they i was reading a retro gamer mm. feature on yeah. the whole and i think there was something they do something with some trackside stuff or yeah yeah i think it was a, a bit of a an upgrade in some small ways yeah just because you know just in that way of like it was a a version they had more storage space of course and um and it was like a, a version 1.03 or something like that so yeah um certainly collectors would would want to have it as a separate iteration to to the others um yeah and then the ne- obviously the the one that you really want if you're a a mega fan is the totally unaffordable and unattainable four player uh, spdx or sdx cabinets uh, with four different colored Ferrari model back ends. Um, this was uh, running on the Lindbergh, so um, we've now got 800 by 480 graphics instead of 640 by 480. It's a fair amount of extra pixels. And yes, in the super deluxe version, you've got a four player cabinet and race view cameras on players' faces and all that stuff, <laughs> all that fun stuff. Um, you might have even I'm just had... trying to work out how. I'm going to fit it in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw a single player outrun to coin up on sale uh, for $6,000. Just so, for 6, so this four player SDX one, uh, I mean, let's say 25,000, shall we? Yeah. I'm just guessing. I haven't looked it up, um, but I'm going to say it's probably in that sort of vicinity. Four massive screens. It's got lights. It's got 
cameras. It's got, uh, well, according to the one picture I've just put in the show notes, uh, it's got a a, an att- a female attendant in hot pants and, and oh, knee-high boots as well. <laughs> I don't know if they come with the with the units. Um, but, yeah, that, that they've, would have been... They've got one in Arcade Club, not not the lady, the, yes, the, no. the full, the full <laughs> yeah, it's player not that sort of It's not that sort of joint. <laughs> no, it's not, thankfully. Uh, but they've got, and they've in the. Um, I was reading this same retro gamer feature. They said there was this was earlier this year. There was a there's a two player DX setup in in right. Leeds, which hopefully they're going to turn into a, a four player. Oh, fantastic! So it is nice. there. Mm, it's out there. Do check it out. So, uh, we've got more from Andrew because um, he waxed lyrical, um, and also he seems to like the game. Yeah, he seems to like it, um, and and. Best wishes and shout out to Andrew as well, um, based on oh, yeah. recent events that we won't go into. But um, yeah, all the best. Um, thank you for your contributions. For sure. And uh, yeah. Andrew says, the original Outrun is such a monumental work that it hardly needs an introduction in social circles such as this, digitally or otherwise. The original Xbox was quite a life altering device for me in that Halo directly influenced my career path. But it was Sega's resounding adoption of the platform as a relative Dreamcast successor that really elevated my excitement about the artistry of video games. Everything from the long-forgotten Sega Soccer Slam to the more enduring cult classics like Gun Valkyrie and Sega GT Online, Jet Set Radio Future were all hugely impactful on my budding desire to enter game development myself one day. Outrun 2 is an Xbox game through and through, developed for Sega's Chihiro arcade board, which is essentially an Xbox with a staggering 128 megabytes of RAM, which can be achieved on retail Xboxes through modification. The home port was magnificent. Arcades had largely dwindled in the States by the early 2000s, relegated to the handful of larger locations that became travel attractions of their own. So to my great dismay, I've yet to encounter an Outrun 2 cabinet in person. Failing that, I've played the wheels off it on Xbox, and I've always had a wonderful time with it. The game is a magnificent wonder to behold on the right display, whether on a, a cathode ray tube or forced up to 10, 480p, I should say, on an OLED. The sky is an impossibly rich blue. The bright red Ferrari pops off the asphalt and out of the TV, and all of it blazes across the screen at a blistering 60 frames per second. It simply looks and feels like an arcade game in the absolute purest sense. The immortal soul of Sega has rarely been so elegantly crystallised. The game feels wonderful. Sliding around corners and weaving in and out of traffic is just sublime. I love the way the game hides loads in the transitional highways. It feels like I'm entering a liminal road between space and time, traversing from one cartoonish approximation of a themed world to another. As for its sequels and the like, Outrun 2006 appears to, to be, by all accounts, an excellent expansion of Outrun 2. Unfortunately, the Xbox release received a very short print run and has become quite hard to come by, with PAL copies fetching upwards of $200 US and American copies indeed now climbing up to towards $500. US It's a tragedy, really. Even the PS2 port is well into triple digits now as collectors slowly decide en masse to settle on a slightly less ideal port. So my only experience with the game is from brief stints of faffing about in emulators which doesn't quite feel like the experience I'm necessarily looking for. As an avid PSP sicko, I do have that version of 2006, however, and I can confirm that, although it's an impressive conversion to be sure, the unlocked frame rate drops so low so often as to give me motion sickness. 
which is something I've only very rarely encountered in games outside of the occasional venture into VR. I'm told it runs much better on the Vita, whatever that's worth. To sum up, I love OutRun 2. In all of its flavours, it's a wonderful game. An exercise in simplicity, honed to the finest point that it likely ever could have been. I would love to see it return to modern platforms soon for the sake of accessibility and public consciousness. But any time there are real-world external licences involved, that water becomes, unfortunately, quite murky. Mm. You know, it's funny, I don't recognise his comments on the PSP port. Mm, I don't recognise Different models of PSP? Maybe it makes a difference if you're playing from memory stick or umd i don't yeah, know maybe and, maybe and andrew also says that it inspires motion sickness in him so it could also be that he's more sensitive yeah. to these types of yeah, frame could rate be. fluctuations yeah i would say that i am not yeah I, I yeah i i don't notice these things anywhere near as much as as a lot of people yeah but i would have mm. thought if it was so significant it i would uh yeah interest them yeah so uh, credit due to the Sumo team that worked particularly on the Coast-to-Coast the Coast version, which uh, included directors uh, Paul Porter and Darren Mills, producers Mark Glossop and Steve Lysett and designer Travis Ryan. Uh, still, obviously, they went on to, well, they've done all kinds of stuff, Little Big Planet, but also they made the, the Sega arcade racing games, which I think in some ways you could say were spiritual successes in a karting sort of, environment i think transformed especially captures some of outrun's vibes the drifting is uh, similar right? it is it yeah. is similar yeah. yeah yeah um obviously it's not the same experience it's not the same game but um but they really caught i think what was what was fun what the vibe was um yeah good studio we it like was an incredible decision from sega to to go with them uh, yeah, because they they hadn't really done a lot, you know. They were a mm. pretty new company at this point. Obviously, all yeah. mostly, if not all, had come out of uh, Gremlin Graphics, right? And, right. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they done they done some online stuff for a football game for Codemasters, and mm. somehow Sega had been given the heads up that these guys were a talented bunch, and they ought to. I mean, imagine getting that call, right? You're, you're sitting there in work one yeah. day, and your phone goes, "Do you do you want to port?" Outrun. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been exciting. The, probably the thing I played first of theirs may have been there, which again, same deal, converting a Sega coin up onto the PSP, which was Virtua Tennis. Yeah. <clears throat> with World Tour. Yeah. And uh, great, yeah, me, great me job. Too. They also did that Sonic uh, tennis game, right? Oh, yeah. Sega Superstars Tennis. Yeah. That yeah, was a few yeah. years later. Yeah. yeah. Sega Superstars. Yeah. And yeah, recently. Oddly, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, asymmetrical mm-hmm. online horror game. <laughs> yeah. It's funny where you go. Um, um, the last one, last one I played of Sumo's was uh, I really enjoyed, which was Sackboy: A Big Adventure, which was yeah. um, their sort oh, of okay. Sackboy Mario 3D World version. And maybe more in this vein. Uh, I've been enjoying Hotshot Racing also quite a bit. Yeah. So that was released. Uh, the Xbox, PS2 and PSP versions of Coast to Coast came out in uh, between March and July 2006. Yeah, I still wish I hadn't sold my Xbox copy, <laughs> especially knowing what I know now. The Windows PC version arrived in uh, June 2006, uh, which is, um, you know, again, if, if you want a way of playing this game, given that it's no longer legitimately available, you can download this version to your PC um, and play it uh with a few with a little bit of jiggery pokery 
Um, yeah, you need to jiggery, jiggery and poke, poke also. Um, I think I saw that in the video that you shared earlier mm. that uh, the uh, bloom effect is uh, sort of uh, yeah. there's a there's a a bug and that it doesn't display and that you need to move uh, some files into different folders <laughs> yeah. for to fix <laughs> Classic. that. Yeah. PC gaming, <laughs> but yeah. it is an opportunity to at least play this otherwise uh, lost or overly expensive game for uh, no money, just the time and yeah. possibly yeah. the beads of sweat on your brow as you try to work out how to get it to run properly. But ultimately, it should look nice and work with an Xbox controller and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, if Sega won't give us a way of buying it, then I fully advocate <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And I read that you can play it in VR. Okay. So I was, I was reading earlier today that there is... So these, these clever folk who are out there doing these crazy things have managed to get the PSP port. So it's it's a <laughs> VR version for the PC, which is based on the PSP port, but it's, it's not playing the, the game in a kind of cinema mode in, in VR. It is right. full VR. You can look around the car and... Uh, um, incredible. I mean, as it's one of those things. I like that it exists. I can't imagine how well it would work. But, no. <laughs> you know... No, especially sure. based on the PSP port, which is obviously yeah, less less ideal than the others. Yeah, it's there though. It's so, out there. so you're driving because obviously that we haven't sort of really said for people who haven't played the game, but the default view is kind of um, behind and up the car, uh, up and behind from the car chase cam kind of thing, which obviously means that when you are going sideways around a corner, the camera actually sticks to uh, one of the problems that people were addressing in our Ridge Racer show was the fact that you would often in the earlier games just end up facing the wall and that was actually one thing I liked about it having said that I think in this game it works better that the camera continues to face the mm. road while the car goes sideways um, although can you play can you go in car cam this I can't actually remember I'm sure you can in coast to coast at least yeah you probably yeah. can but yeah, it's kind of, it's designed, I, I think I always stick with the default because it was so clearly yeah. designed with that in mind. But if you were playing in VR, what does that mean? You were like looking, you're looking down the road as you go sideways in the car. Looking at the scenery. I've not, so I've not seen any footage on this, but I, it, no. it, it, it's... If in, it's it, with proper head tracking, maybe you, you can turn your head and, and look ahead. You know? that yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It would have to be in car though, wouldn't it? It would yeah. have to be in car. Yeah, it must be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Either that or you're a giant god hovering above the track. Well, I can imagine it's a one-way trip to the to the loo with a very green face, isn't it, mm, really? Sounds like it. <laughs> Check it out at your peril, listener. Mm. Alex79 from our forum says, OutRun 2 represents perhaps the pinnacle of arcade racing games to me. I first played OutRun 2 back on the Xbox, but the version I've spent the most time with is OutRun 2006 Coast to Coast on the PSP, which was which has never been uninstalled from my Vita since the day I added it. <laughs> Even now, the game looks and handles great, and it's a game I come back to time and time again. A few years back, we were in a seaside arcade, and I spotted an OutRun 2 cabinet, which was a real surprise, given the fact that most of these places are now overrun with those awful ticket machine games. I made the most of it and had a good few goes, but I am never very good when sitting behind an arcade wheel and pedals for some reason. I'll take a controller over those any day of the week. Outrun 2, along with the original Sega Rally, the driving games that I most wish could be made available on modern systems. I can only assume that licensing issues are holding both back, so fingers crossed that one day we will finally see a proper Outrun 3. Yeah, licensing issues indeed. 
anything further to be said on on the other kind of mode the the the, the mode additions to coast to coast i think you kind of wrapped this into our talk about the other the outrun 2 game but i, I can't it, it's better here isn't it i mean there's more to it i think there's um, arguably, though, there's less variety with coast to coast because really, I mean, they they are on. So there's two, isn't there? One is the, the flagman's kind of path, and one is Clarissa, which is probably the equivalent of the uh, you know the heart attack stuff from from Outrun Two. Whereas yeah, yeah. Flagman is almost exclusively races with some of those um, avoid the knockout modes uh, thrown in. Again, you know, again, I, I kind of on the PSP actually over the past couple of weeks, I've got through a lot of this, got to the expert stages, and you just kind of, you know, to, to use the pun, you kind of run out of road in terms of enthusiasm, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because most of them, you know, by the time you've played enough of it, it, it's quite easy, you know, just to just to qualify for the next thing and the next thing, and then. And then yeah. you know you with this you build up outrun miles, which gives you currency to spend in yeah. the uh, in the in-game shop, and that's yeah. how, so then you choose what to unlock. Crucially, you also build up outrun miles just by playing the arcade you do. mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's I don't know. Somehow in outrun two, I felt more incentivized also to play the missions after I found out that's how you unlock stuff, mm. uh, and and that kept me. Um, kind of more engaged also really important thing for me uh, as uh, someone who in, just enjoys the kind of the, the most basic modes is is the fact that it uh, it does keep high scores for any route that you can take right so yeah. any any com any convoluted selection of of uh, left and right, uh, you still left, get right, right, left, left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you still get a time and time and a score at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, coast to coast also has it has a whole set of new tracks we shouldn't forget to mention, like uh, or a whole whole new course, uh, like we said earlier, of based on um, exactly more of, an, of an American continent setting. Yeah, yeah the SP and, track, but it yeah, but then the. Uh, the original Adrun two tracks are also in there, so there's a lot more, of course. In yeah, this yeah, game. double content. This is why it's the, yeah. the the go-to version for for most yeah. most people. If you only have one, this is the one with the most in it. And yes, I think you were about to mention Chris the 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 endless yeah the endless no yeah. the the kind of the you can do all thirty stages right back that's to it. back yeah 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 that's Love um. That. I I think I can't remember if I ever did it back in the day. Um, obviously, it was no longer an option in the the 360 arcade XBLA version because they took half the courses back out. But um, yeah, I'm sure that would have appealed to me a lot. One of the things we haven't mentioned that that I think is essential to mention is the fact that um, you get little Easter egg rewards depending on how well you do in a stage. The transition yeah. section, you'll get oh, yeah. uh, you'll get Panzer Dragoon or yeah. Afterburners, oh, yeah. or yeah. or sometimes just birds, uh, depending yeah. on depending on your pace, um, which was always a little treat. Yeah, for me. yeah, it's it's a really generous uh, a it's it's a really generous update, but it's also a a really a really great package in its own right. I mean, it it it, it is the definitive version, isn't it? it, it it, it pretty much, unless you're someone like McKeel, maybe who really likes the the original Outrun 2's mission mode. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of renders that redundant in in many ways. Ideal would be if uh, obviously a re-release with everything, every every bit of content contained, including yeah, yeah, 
And I also kind of like just the atmosphere overall of Outrun 2 and the menus. It has that more sort of yeah. Sega arcade feel. Yeah. Whereas 2006 almost tries to go a little bit more the Gran Turismo yeah. route with that, you yeah. know, with the, all the car branding in there and, uh, and yeah. this sort of more, uh, I guess, more straight-faced presentation overall. Mm. The, w- the one thing we haven't mentioned from mm. the upgrade, or I don't think we've mentioned it in any detail anyway, is the upgrade between Outland 2 and Outland 2 SP, and therefore Outland 2 and Outland 2 2006 uh, Coast to Coast, is the slipstream mechanic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's an addition. Yeah. I mean, how did you guys find that? I mean, I, I always really struggled to know what kind of effect it was having on my speed. <laughs> oh, you can see uh, on your speedometer, like, uh, your top speed increases and you start catching up on uh, on those cars that yeah. are in front of you. You definitely notice the effect. Always felt like I was catching up anyway, you know? I suppose you just catch <laughs> up quicker. Yeah. yeah. I, I, to be honest, I'd forgotten that wasn't in Vanilla Outrun 2. So, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I haven't played that version for, for a long time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I remember getting, I remember a sense of, yeah, just a little extra acceleration and just the knowledge that it was happening. Mm. Um, same as in Mario Kart, you just kind of you start to gravitate towards doing it, and then it just becomes kind of part of your automatic arsenal. And again, I think watching yeah. Tom play it well, I think he's mm. kind of always automatically diving behind the next. Oh yeah, yeah. you need to be behind a car all the time yeah. if you want to yeah. if you're playing seriously. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's just yeah. another thing that makes. Uh, coast to coast or Outland Two SP, just that little bit easier. Well, well, it is easier. It's an easier. They, yeah. They've obviously yeah. did. They've they've made the the impacts less uh, less impactful. Yeah. Um, but but it's hard when you've played when you've played Coast to Coast for a while, and then you go back to Vanilla Outrun Two. It feels really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Another difference also um, in Vanilla Outrun Two, you get the credit sections with the goofy animations. Yeah. I didn't see those in Coast no. to Coast. It's like and it's very strange. It's like, you know, you, you hit the end of the course and then uh, the music even cuts out for a blip. Like, like there's a little interruption and then you just, just see uh, like a retry or exit, yeah. like uh, two functions. Hmm. And that's unceremoniously, that's that's the end of the race. So, I mean, yeah, Coast to Coast is the more complete package. And if you play one of the two, definitely play that one. But I'm still kind of glad I have my original Outrun 2 disc also. Mm. Can't believe you just massively slagged off sumo games like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail no, says you're, they, uh, you're they hacks. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I didn't say that at all. I'm kidding. Uh, Robin, no, actually, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's of course a fantastic package, coast to coast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No questions. Robin Enrico from our Patreon says, Outrun 2 Coast to Coast went from, oh, this is one of my favourite games, to this may be a perfect game with me over the last nearly 20 years. But I have one caveat. My journey from Coast to Coast is uniquely my own because I've played it exclusively on Xbox, and that means I've played entirely with a custom soundtrack. Having spent my entire adulthood living in New York City, I rarely had the chance to drive, let alone take a road trip. Outrun 2 with my hand-selected mixtape, is the closest I get most years to that experience. This means I can never play a racing game without mixing in my own music ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could try it. Yeah. You could try but it. I, it won't it's, kill you. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a cool sort of situation that he sketches there. Like, 
you know, living in uh, one of the largest metropolises in the world. Mm, yeah. Exclusively. You can't uh, drive sideways. Taking your, taking your escape. No, <laughs> taking your escape by playing some Outrun 2. It's all built yeah, on a grid. Do not try this at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you live in the United States, you could do a real-life coast-to-coast drive, of course. Yeah. I mean, you you yeah. don't have to have the means, of course. That's the dream. Yeah. So the last release up to now was uh, a long time ago now, 14 years and a bit. Uh, Outrun Online Arcade, I've mentioned it a few times. It's the version I still play. Andrew Elmore enlightens us. Uh, a game that was tragically delisted, along with its Sega Rally and Afterburner companions on the 360 and PS3 some years ago. The good news is the PS3 is remarkably easy to jailbreak these days, allowing these games to live again. I did this to my spare PS3 Slim that I picked up for a song at a thrift store, sorry, charity shop, some years ago, with the intent of using it as a region-free Blu-ray player, seeing as the UK gets all the good boutique releases of classic Hong Kong cinema and the like. But I soon found out that it was quite a trivial task to load it up with lost and delisted games on there that are unattainable otherwise. Though with the recent massive developments in PS3 emulation on PC, I'd wager it's worth giving Outrun Online Arcade a shot on there if you've got the means. Yeah, another way mm. of playing on PC or PS3 if you didn't buy the game at the time. By the by, I'm really mad that when I load up my 360 these days that the uh... You have to burn a climax image is gone <laughs> from the uh, it, menu of games. It repopulates if you leave it long enough. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. I think okay. so. Yeah, it's just like some uh, some sort of uh, placeholder uh, grey. Yeah, icon I've got that with some of the stuff that's been delisted and delicensed, um, but yeah. some of them do eventually pop in for some reason. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like the Marvel versus Capcom Origins one is gone for good. Yeah, it's a bit upsetting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this was released uh, 360 and PS3, April 2009. It was, uh, I think it was a pretty modest, I think it was an 800 Microsoft point game, if I recall correctly. So only seven pounds or there ten, eight dollars or whatever, I think. Um, I could be wrong. It could have been a like a 1200 point game, but even then it would have only cost a tenner. Obviously, as we've said, it was considerably feature reduced from coast to coast, although I don't think that was actually what Sumo wanted to do. It was simply that the quite strict download limits were still in place on XBLA at this point. And this was only a short while before they were all lifted. Uh, so really heartbreakingly, we probably were only uh, like a release window away from this being the kind of the full blown definitive release. It still would have been de- delisted when the, the Ferrari licenses uh, ran out, but we could have at least had the kind of the full-blown coast-to-coast type experience um, or even the, the full-blown Outrun 2 experience would have been would have been something. It reviewed just the same, really, as the, the original disc Outrun 2, uh, reviewing at 79 on Metacritic with a Moby score of 7.8. And, um, yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm still very fond of this. The, the one thing that, um, that I do like is um, the, the online leaderboards still work. Uh, even after all these years, even though the game's delisted, so all the people, all the top players are still showing on there. Um, nice. 1080p, right, as well? I think, I'm not sure if it's 1080 or 720, but it is, okay. H, it is HD. It's, mm. um, it is the highest res version without kind of modding a PC version that you can play. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and it does, it does uh, hold up well on a, yeah, even if you haven't got an OLED, like I haven't. Um, it still still looks good on a 
on a decent um, modern yeah. screen to my eyes. Um, you know, the only release that we haven't mentioned is the arc, the final arcade release, the super deluxe version. Oh, I, I did sort of, yeah, I did. I did uh, mention that as part of the, oh, sorry. the DX, the SDX one. Yeah. So that's the one with the, the four two seater Ferraris. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, and it's the only it's the only one that where the cars move. Yes, they've got some what hydraulics. What do they call that? Hydraulics. What, what? Yeah, yeah, hydraulics. That's it. Hydraulics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's the one that I reckon is probably twenty five k. Oh, okay, and, right. And apparently, yeah, may may or may not come with a small Japanese woman. Okay, well, we don't want the Japanese woman, but the but the the uh, hydraulic the hydraulic yeah. cars. I mean, it's a little disappointing, isn't it, that the <laughs> earlier arcade releases yeah. didn't have the hydraulic cars? No, I think they had force feedback, probably like the original outrun but yes i still um i still enjoy sitting in because they've uh one of the arcade club berry uh yeah setups is they've got the original outrun with the sit down yeah. hydraulic which mm, is yeah, still cool. feels fantastic to play speakers uh speakers in the back speakers seat, in uh, the back. behind you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know we talk about the allure that that outrun still holds so i was at egx a few weeks ago and uh they had a hydraulic original outrun hydraulic ah. cab there as part of their um their, their, their retro section. Chris O'Regan and said there was nothing of interest on that show it, floor. It's complete nonsense. Jane <laughs> <laughs> knows is a grumpy Chris O'Regan. It was, it was, there was loads of stuff. I thought there might I, be. I spent two full days and I could have spent an, another, at least another one. There was loads of stuff. And you have anyway, to listen to the other Chris. Cranky Chris. <laughs> cranky Chris. <laughs> Merry Chris and Cranky Chris. But the queue for the original Outrun, I mean, for two days really? solid, the, the queue it must have been at least... <laughs> At all times, at least 10 people waiting <laughs> wow. to play. Yeah. Andrew Elmore again says, uh, The game, Outrun 2, is a shotgun blast to the face of vibrant colours and sounds and feelings. To play Outrun 2 is to take the experience of what it means to live, stuff it in a carbonated can, shake it up and spike it on the ground, exploding everywhere. To play Outrun 2 is to heighten the sense of existence itself, all of life's joys and idiosyncrasies, big and small, and compress them into a bag of crisps just for a few moments of bliss. To play Outrun 2 is to briefly inhabit the dream of a hyper-real world that exists entirely for your momentary leisure at neck-snapping speeds. To play Outrun 2 is to live harder than you've ever lived before, even if only for half an hour or so. Man has a way with words. <laughs> don't think he's into it, though. <laughs> and we'll... Conclude long-form correspondence with this forum post from the aforementioned Tom Fum, who says, When this game came out in the arcades, I was there as often as possible getting my name up on the scoreboard. Then as soon as I heard it was coming to Xbox, I got one and bought the game. It was amazing having the arcade version in my home. The graphics, the music, everything about this game is just fun. Driving my favourite Ferrari with Jennifer by my side as I speed and drift through the courses, just amazing. The later releases of Coast to Coast and Online Arcade were a lot easier than the original Outrun 2 and I never got to play the PS2 release of SP as it was Japan only and nowadays commands a huge price. But I will buy it at some point. I managed to make friends with Stephen Sol Lysett from Sumo and used to race with him often as well as legends in the UK Outrun scene, F40 and Noob Cybot. I became quite the player and I still time trial this game now along with many others in the Outrun Discord. Most of them world record holders. I'm not there yet. I have multiple copies of Outrun 2. A first limited edition Japanese Xbox copy, which cost me an arm and a leg. A Lindbergh and Chihiro copy. And, of course, my signed Xbox Coast to Coast copy that Richard Jack signed for me a while back. As well as PC, PS2 and PSP versions. 
I love Outrun 2, a 10 out of 10 game that will stay with me forever. Thank you, Sega and Sumo. Beautiful. Um, what was I going to say? Yes, and uh, Tom asked if I remembered when he got his copy signed by Richard Jacks, which was at Eurogamer, I guess, about 12 years ago, something like that. And yes, I do. I absolutely remember it. We've also got three word reviews, as I say, quite a few from X or Twitter. Follow us. At <laughs> you have to say it like that. I know. With, yeah. <laughs> with, with, with gritted teeth. Yeah. yeah. Louis Proctor, reissue long overdue. Big, big Pete says Ferrari license expired. My friend It's Hayes Hill says Sega Blue Skies. Tofu Shop Senpai. Ferrari go brrrr. Is that like being cold? Or I assume that means fast, doesn't it? I Maybe it's... I should have said brum brum. Yeah, something like that. Onomatopoeia is hard. Uh, Lindy Bailey says uh, husband's midlife crisis and includes a photo <laughs> of what appears to be uh, quite uh, a, an expensive steering wheel and pedals set up. <laughs> I want one of them. <laughs> Rob the Z says five minute perfection. Rob Edge says let's go faster. Bearfish Pie says joyous heart attack. Played in Japan says drifting for all. Don Cubio says pure Sega genius. The King Rocker says joie de vivre. Robin Hoodie says apotheosis of Sega. And Ashley Day says timeless arcade joy. Thank you, everybody. Got a few uh, relative celebs in our three-word lineups there. Uh, always appreciated your three-word reviews. Now to sum up, I don't think there's uh, there's much between us really in terms of enthusiasm. Um, it was you know it's been a relative bit of a loving. I think uh, Chris may have a few negatives, but I'm going to go first just because I'm um, basing my kind of review off uh, a less comprehensive. Um, knowledge in the sense that I haven't played the the original or, or the coast to coast versions for a long time, but um, but I do still play the arcade version, Xbox Live arcade version. Uh, it's one of the reasons that I wouldn't get rid of my Xbox 360 and uh, won't delete its hard drive. Um, I think you can still download it if you've purchased it at this point, but who knows? That functionality could disappear at some point. Hopefully, they'll just um, relinquish all the licenses and allow people who have paid for these things to keep them but mm, <laughs> who knows uh the digital future uh at some point i can actually see myself uh shelling out for a, a replacement copy of coast to coast on the xbox even though it's uh, going to be painful given how much i paid for it at the time and how much i'll have to pay for it but um it is rough yeah for that uh for that for me that is uh while i, I take mikhil's points about the the earlier game and yeah, who knows? I might might end up with a copy of both again at some point. Um, Coast to Coast is kind of the, the the one that comes closest to being the definitive package in my, in my mind with the most content. Uh, it's got the most courses and that's ultimately the main driver for me, if you'll pardon the pun. Um, yeah, every time it is one of those games that, as I think we've heard from our correspondents, when I think of it, I just think it, it gives me warm, fun feelings because it's that kind of game. Uh, even though it does get quite challenging and, and to play it at the, the higher levels, there's obviously there's depths and skills that we haven't even really gone into. But you can just play it as a super fun arcade racer. It is not a driving game in any kind of meaningful sense. It's uh, it's very much its own thing that happens to feature a car. 
uh, <laughs> and uh, and that you spend most of the time pointing sideways in and kind of tweaking analog sticks and and uh, analog shoulder buttons, if not wheels and pedals, depending on your setup. And um, yeah, drifting through this kind of hyper real, stylized, very much Sega curated vision of the world circa 20 years ago um and yeah it's it's just a lot of fun um it's a real shame there's no current legitimate way of buying and playing these that isn't expensive and uh and and whatever else and yeah i know we end a lot of these shows saying similar things but i i guess the reason because they what sega have done with outrun one many times is when they've re-released it they've just tweaked the back of the car so it doesn't look like a Ferrari anymore. And there's no actual mention of Ferrari in the game. But I think that would be much harder to do with Outrun 2. They would they would effectively have to redraw a whole number of vehicles so that they didn't in any way resemble... Um, yeah, create new car models. Yeah, new car models. Um, yeah, all the unlocks in all the unlocks, as well. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a non-starter really, I think, isn't it, for those reasons. So I would just beseech them that they spend some of the football manager money that i think they still rake in every year and <laughs> i realize it's probably compartmentalized but sega are doing all right as i understand it these days um they've got big owners and they could probably afford to pay ferrari for another few years of yeah. or, or or you know offer them a cut or whatever that whatever however sure, these there are work. some outrun fun outrun fans at ferrari as well yeah yeah, no doubt. I bet. I bet. I mean, they probably all they probably all got the coin up, haven't they? The super deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there must be a way. There's always a way. These things can can get solved. And um, I guess no one at Sega just thinks it's worthwhile. But hey, everyone, uh, if you're listening to this, promise to buy a copy of the downloadable 4K yeah, yeah, yeah. deluxe version, and um, we can make it happen. We've made we've made things happen before, right? Kind of. Mm, let's do it. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> you made Star Fox Zero happen. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> right down to the developer. Um, Chris, how about you? Blue sky, warm sun on your face, wind in your hair, if you're lucky, <laughs> a, la- a pumping soundtrack full of cheesy jazz fusion and racing along at speeds far, far <laughs> above the legal limit. <laughs> you can't do that in real life. But Outrun 2 and its and its successors, the, the Outrun 2 family, are the closest thing I think you'll get to that imaginary utopia of, of, of driving. So many times over the past few months since I started playing this, I've been driving along at 40 miles an hour, just imagining what it would be like to drive through one of these stages, probably without even Jennifer or Clarissa or whoever at my side. I don't care about that. Just... The aesthetics of this game will will give you a if you have any if you have any sensibilities for 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 arcade gameplay or or any any fondness for 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 those kind of games from you know from from back in the day or not just just any kind of arcade gameplay this will give you exactly what you're looking for I think. Uh, my 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 drawbacks with it aren't they're not really negatives they're they're limitations on my enjoyment with it my enjoyment i think it was andrew elmore said for half an hour i thought no game's perfect as we know in in this parish but in terms of what this game tries to do it it it, it gives you it hits all the buttons 
beyond that, I I have struggled with with the longevity with it. I I have got a little bored with with some of the more objective based uh, aspects to 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 both games. But as a as a quick hour forty five minutes half an hour whatever it may be, I'm so glad and I feel so lucky that I have the 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 old the old plastic and the old technology sitting around that I can just fire up either game. You know, and I came into this actually thinking, now nah, why why would you need Outrun two when when Coast to Coast exists? Actually, McKeel's changed my mind on that. You know that, uh, and I think that is it, it's it's perfectly valid. You know, there is stuff in Outrun two other than the the cut content which we've talked about, but there is stuff, and there there are reasons why people why people may prefer Outrun two to uh, to Coast to Coast. I think just just to echo your plea, Leon Sega, come on. Give us the complete package, you know. Give us one package. I, I don't think. I mean, we have heard pleas here from from our listeners for Outrun Three. Yeah, I, I I think the world would be grateful with a Outrun Two compilation, a complete package, yeah, where you could just play all of the modes mm-hmm. uh, on modern hardware on modern displays, uh, and perhaps you know we may never need another arcade racer beyond that. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Let's wrap up with Michiel. How wonderful is it that um, as a uh, member of this parish, as a regular panelist on Kenny Rins, I get to talk about uh, both F-Zero GX and OutRun 2 in the span of a couple of weeks. I'm spoiling you. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> and whereas F-Zero GX is um, yeah, one of my favorite games of all time, OutRun 2... It's not too far behind. Um, it's, I don't know, GX is more of a total package for me in, in all its aspects, like just beyond the racing in itself and how polished and, and fantastic that is. But OutRun 2 maybe is, I guess, the more outright, jubilant and um, enjoyable racer of the two to play you know it just nothing feels as good and as kinesthetically rewarding as skidding your um testarossa or your f40 around these corners and sliding them slip and sliding through chicanes uh while gorgeous scenery just flashes by on either side of you with some uh yeah some of those that classic music playing it's uh for 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 the time that you're hooked into the, to the arcade mode, it's like the whole the rest of the world disappears around you. Um, whereas the sort of yeah the the graver, harsher challenge of F Zero GX is yeah it gives you a different sensation altogether. You know, one that maybe pushes you or pushes me more, uh, and and has me more of a in a sort of a you know forces me into more of a, a trance like meditative state of concentration um yeah outrun 2 is uh is more the the game that you play just to have a great time and nothing else and yeah i don't don't think there's any other racing game whether it be simulation or arcade that quite nails it as well as this one does and uh yeah I'm, i'm happy to own both uh outrun 2 and coast to coast as uh xbox discs and I'll sh- I have been playing them very regularly, and I shall continue to do so in the future. Awesome! Yeah, you can't literally fall off the track and explode in Outrun Two in the same no, way as you can no, in, exactly. in F Zero, which uh, may or may not 
float your boat. <laughs> you can flip it. In though. this game, is the in this game, I'm thankful for it. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Outrun two. Who knows? Will there ever be an Outrun three podcast? No, probably not. So it just remains for me, Leon, to thank Chris and Mikhail and editor Jay, our correspondents, for some wonderful input. And, of course, everyone for listening. Next time, in issue 595, 30 years of EA Sports FIFA.